Yo, I put it like wow. This that sound. These oaks don't work hard like me. I hope they know by now. Bail, bam. Stand my ground. Throw these money trees go overseas like Percy Tau. I'll make sure you stay around. Quiet when I'm under loud. No negatives allowed. Me positivity took a vow. I always play to win. Don't anticipate loss. Mind always in the clown, my boy. Never think about the drop. Never, ever, ever think about the drop. Welcome to it, sports fans. It is the MKT show. Uh, once again, coming to you from a an Airbnb uh, in Kansas City, Missouri. Kansas City, Missouri. It's minus fifteen degrees centigrade, Acha. It's a real thing. Not making that up to seem tough. I mean, I am tough. So let's get that clear right off the bat. But it is actually minus fifteen degrees. And I'm surviving. I'm I'm outside. I'm inside. I mean, I'm mostly inside doing this. But I have been outside today. Let's make that clear as well. That I'm not going to be a soft-ass little baby. Just stay inside. I mean, when I say I, w- I was outside, I did get outside and step straight into an Uber. Right here in Lawrence, Kansas, Missouri. We're in Kansas. Lawrence, Kansas. Missouri. Um, Thomas was hilarious. He was my Uber driver yesterday. We did have another Uber driver lady today who looked like she came out of a movie about Midwestern America. And she had uh, two French poodles. It, it was hilarious. Her her trunk, as they call it over here, so her boot um, or her, her trunk in America was open. It's uh, snowing. It's like, hey, your, 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 your boot's open. And then we're like, oh, you, what is that? Like, oh, your trunk. Because um, I'm with a guy called Ryan Tinline. Very South African oak. Says to her, hey, your boot's open. She's like, what? I'm like, oh, I see what's happened here. I've already been in this situation with a cough drop. I, I don't really have time to explain that story. Listen to old podcasts by now. If you've been listening to the podcast, you know my cough drop story. I don't want to tell it a million times. Maybe tell it next week. You know what I mean? can uh, kind of recycle it easier to do content that way anyway she's um so anyway it turns out she just picked up (laughs) a shower chair it's a shower chair in her boot that's an uber now the boot's open or the trunk and we're driving in minus 15 degrees centigrade of snow and it's snowing and it's just a normal day for her but that is lawrence in kansas city Missouri. That's where Kansas City University is. Um, rank number four are, are the Kansas City Jayhawks in the B-Ball. So obviously it is the Big 12 tournament coming up and then they will go into what they call March Madness here, the NCAA tournament. And um, hoping to bring you some content from that uh, in and around the mix, as they say. In and around the mix. you got to be in the mix. Um, so yeah, Kansas City Jayhawks, big thing. Tell you one um, difference. Uh, Uber. <laughs> so Uber in South Africa and America, very, very different. Every place I've been, so they've got Lyft here. I'm not sure if we've got Lyft back in South Africa. We've got Bolt. Not sure if we've got Lyft. Anyway, it doesn't matter. I've been in Lyft and Bolt. So the two Lyft rides that I've had, one was a Jeep Wrangler. Like super nice. That was in um, Cleveland. And the other was in Cleveland as well. Lady pitches up in a lift, right? Or for my lift. She had a BMW 320. So she was Brazilian, Adriel. We had a bit of a chat there. She was into the more, more celebrities than sport, but we, we, we had a bit of a chinwag. And uh, yeah, she had a, the, and it's one of those custom leather seats because it was tan brown. So I was like, wait, is lift? Just like for VIPs, what is going on here? I'm ordering the cheapest option. I've never been in an Uber this nice, and I've had Uber Black before. So that was a bit of a situation. But that was just like people driving, by the way. It didn't. But even more so, I felt like Uber drivers here in America just happen to be people with cars that are like on the way home. Oh, well, maybe I'll pick people up. Whereas in my country, you know, being an Uber driver is a full-time job. So you get in a car, it's like, okay, this guy or girl, mostly guys, 
is an Uber driver. Here, like the lady who picked us up today, could honestly, she could have been working at the shop I just bought my green beans at, and then she just popped out for lunch. All right, let me go pick these guys up for the Uber. So it didn't, it doesn't really have that full on, okay, this is a professional driver. It just so happens that you can register as an Uber driver. And if you didn't listen yesterday, by the way, Lawrence, Kansas City, Missouri. Not sure if that's how they'd say it. They'd probably be quite insulted if they heard me saying it. But they are short of Uber drivers here. So if you're in South Africa um, or in, in, in Great Britain, the I would say the reference I have in Britain is Bristol um, because obviously – Largely speaking, university town, right, is the economy is built off the students. Um, so all of the old heads love and hate the students because you love them because there's economy and you can actually make some money. You hate them because they're going to vomit in your driveway. That's what students are going to do. It's going to happen. And if you're one of those nerds who went straight A's and never did anything in your life, well, this part of the podcast is not for you. You know, I'm not a nerd. My sister's a nerd. Although my sister is about the party life as well, but she's never been about like getting hammered like I was. I was the guy vomiting in your driveway. So if you are in PE, sorry about that in hindsight. I mean, it's fine now. Surely it's washed away. Port Elizabeth, lots of wind, lots of rain. But I do kind of feel like maybe in Lawrence, Kansas City, Missouri, maybe we make it more professional. You know what I mean? Like I get in there and I'm like, oh, this is... This is just a person with a car that doesn't feel like they're a driver. But anyway, just thought I'd share that with you. Slight difference between America and South Africa is we're quite lucky. Our drivers are are quite professional, actually. You know what I mean? So this lady this morning could have been anyone's grandmother who just happens to have a driver's license. And she <laughs> started telling me, oh, well, this will be my last ride because my trunk's open. I've just picked up... <laughs> A shower chair, but I'm also going to go home because I need to let my poodles out. My poodles she started telling me the whole story. It's like, oh man, I do love chatting, as everyone knows. You know, I, I wish I was Gordon Gecko because you could put up the glass thing in the middle. I don't know if you can do that in Uber Black. I wonder if you can in America. I need to order Uber Black while I'm here. Uh, see if that's an option. I want to get one of those presidential cars. If I'm sick and tired of talking to the driver, just and then boom, done. I can get back to just being myself and being self-centered and being just me with my thoughts. That's what I like to do. Ryan, opposite. He wants to chat. What are you doing? How are you doing? What's happening? And takes all types. Takes all types. So uh, that's the difference I've got with Uber. What are we going to talk about today? Uh, it's the MKT Show. Uh, listen, Antonio Conte came out um, yesterday and said some really interesting things, which I think make sense. I see a lot of Spurs fans and uh, the media is making a, a sort of a hallabaloo about Conte's comments. But to be honest, I expect it, right? I expect what's happening with Antonio Conte now. But I'll tell you why this was inevitable. I'll tell you why this was inevitable and we'll get into that. And then, listen, Barcelona, we know are a pyramid scheme at this stage, right? But I'm looking forward to something which is going to get super ugly. And it's Barcelona's fault. Uh, they've got Usman Dembele, who they couldn't get rid of, and now Xavi is trying to play it off like things are working out, and and Barcelona almost have to do that. I'll tell you why it was a mistake from out front, and why they can move on, and why they should move on. Um, I'll tell you why uh, Usman Dembele's situation is a, already a disaster, and um, why they should move on. Um, so... I was going to do the podcast a little bit earlier, but then Arsenal and Wolves were going at it. Um, Alexandra Lacazette uh, delivering the goods. 95th minute winner. Uh, terrible keeping, actually. Um, so, But it is what it is. The Arsenal, some fighting spirit, and they live on without a PA, Emrick Aubameyang. So I thought that was really, really cool to watch. Um, Arsenal's rocking. They've had some tough times, and uh, tough times never last. Only tough people do. But Arsenal are going through some tough times, and they've come through it. Lacquer, the skipper, uh, coming through with a 95th-minute winner. So very, very cool. We've just watched that. I'll talk more about Arsenal and Arteta and all of that tomorrow. So very good win for Arsenal. They they are, they now are just behind Manchester United. And 
we're getting back to the to the old days, aren't we? Uh, the proper top four, uh, in inverted commas. Man City, obviously, still in the mix. We'll see how that works out for them in terms of, in terms of winning another title. But Arsenal win. Um, another interesting story that's developing here in America. Russell Wilson, who, <laughs> he's, he's trying to get out of Seattle. He is trying to get out of Seattle. So, interesting story, uh, developing there. I mean, his wife is a lady called Sierra. If you're not into sort of, I guess, the noughties, uh, she was in the noughties. She was a big star. I don't know how much of a star Sierra is now. I mean, there's like, I don't know, Selena Gomez now and Justin Bieber now. And I think she, she may be moving into the golden years of her life. So, but she's still a star. I mean, Sierra was a star back then. And in America, once you're a celebrity, you're, you're big time. Even if you get a residency somewhere, I don't know if she wants to live in Seattle anymore. And we all know, happy wife, happy life, happy wife happy life so uh, Russell Wilson in a situation at the moment it puts the Seahawks in a situation but he did just sign a triple figure millions deal uh, two years ago so it puts everybody in a bit of a bind looking forward to seeing how that unfolds uh, whether he stays in Seattle or he goes to a bigger town you know probably New York LA do they need anybody I don't think so I, I think the Rams have got their guy in Matt Stafford for a couple of years guy played with a broken back so I don't see them moving off the, the current Super Bowl winning uh, QB. And then they've got um, at, at the Rams, um, so, sorry, yeah, that is the Rams. And then at the Chargers, they've got the 4.0 major uh, from Oregon, Justin Herbert, 6'5", and he's a biology major. So he's a genius, good kid, pro. And I mean, he's already, I think he's one of four um, QBs to have thrown over 9,000 yards in the last three years or so. So again, you're not letting him go, right? So they've got their guy in LA. New York, probably where you want to go. Um, don't know if Russell Wilson wants to end of his career, though, with two disastrous, I mean, Giants, disastrous, right? Absolutely disastrous. And the Jets, well, the Jets be the Jets, you know what I'm saying? The Jets be the Jets. Tough times. Tough times. I mean, the other place to go might be Dallas, Texas. And Jerry just gave Dak Prescott all of the money. So that's not happening. Jerry does, Jerry's not going to move off 200 million that he just gave Dak Prescott. Dak earned $75 million last year. <laughs> Hilarious. $75 million. That's three times what Tom Brady earned last year. But hey, listen, when it comes to quarterbacks, you're going to have to pay him. You are going to have to pay him. There aren't that many franchise guys. Dak Prescott probably never won a Super Bowl with him. But he's a professional. And listen, Jerry, ultimately, he he likes money more than winning. Otherwise, he wouldn't have gotten rid of Landry. Right? Uh, Jerry's ego came into it. I love Jerry Jones. But he likes money more than winning. And listen, he'll pay Dak Prescott because Dak keeps him in the papers and Dak's a grown-up. The one thing you have to be as a quarterback, that's why you you pay these young guys. You don't pay them for talent. Dak is probably third-tier talent, but first-class, right, adult. And you pay for that. Because to carry a franchise like the Dallas Cowboys needs an adult. From what I've read, everything I see is that if you're going to be the QB there, there are all sorts of ways to get yourselves in trouble. Right, Troy Aikman, not the greatest talent, but a grown-up. Right, you've got to be a grown-up. Tony Romo. It went a little sideways until the Jessica Simpson thing sorted itself out, right? It started to become a little hilarious. But Tony was a grown-up. you got to be a grown-up. If you want to be the Dallas Cowboys quarterback, be a grown-up. So Dak Prescott is there already. Russell Wilson, wherever he goes, right, you will have a chance. He is an all-time athlete, all-time pro, pro's pro. Go Hawks. So interesting storyline developing there. Really looking forward to seeing how that unfolds. And... The last one that, um, in America, what's popping right now is the LeBron James narrative, uh, with the Lakers. Will he leave? What won't he? Because th- this season's clearly another write off. It's been, it's been shambolic. I don't know. I said at the beginning of the season, why is he getting Russell Westbrook? Russell Westbrook, good guy, by the way. Pro is pro. Good guy. But ultimately, every team he's been at, he is, he's a team limiting factor. Right? He's not very efficient with the ball, and he needs the ball a lot 
Otherwise, he's useless. He can't play off the ball. He's not particularly big. He's, he's not really giving you anything without the ball uh, on defense. So he needs the ball. Otherwise, you've got nothing. And the thing about him is he's not clutch, so you can't give him, you, you have to take him out of the rotation when you need him most. So he gets paid superstar money to really be a B, C grade star. In a salary cap league, that ain't going to work. Listen, already with AD, you've got problems. The injuries now, it's hilarious. And, and people don't change, right? AD was injured at New Orleans. That was his biggest criticism. He was never available. So, of course, he's going to be injured in Los Angeles because that's who he is. I don't think that's an insult. He was fine in the bubble when you got a bre- they got the long break. And it's fine. But traveling, you know, when it gets back to regular season, what's he been for the Lakers? Injured. And it's LeBron's fault. Listen, I love LeBron James. But he's the GM. Don't give me Rob Palenka. Don't give me any of this. We understand how LeBron moves now. Wherever he goes, him and his guy, guys, they want to take over. They take over everything. They want to run the institution. And that's what you get with LeBron. It's why it's always such a disaster that scorched earth policy once he leaves is that he's taken over everything and made it LeBron centric, which is fine because everywhere he's been, what's he done? He's won a title, so it's worth it. But now the Lakers uh, are going to have to make some decisions. Will Jeannie Buss move off LeBron James? I'm not sure. But listen, this lady's fierce. huh? She Remember, she bullied her brother off the board. And essentially out of the Lakers. Her, um, her, her father, of course, Dr. Bus, was the guy who built the Showtime Lakers. And he, he was known. I mean, he will move on from anybody, that guy. Not a romantic. Uh, but essentially built the Showtime Lakers. She's got a little bit of her dad in her, clearly, if, if what I'm reading is true. Because she, she will move off people. She bullied her brother. I said, you need to get out of here. You're, you're not built for this. I'm going to run this thing. So, listen... It's all cool for us to think LeBron James is the biggest star in the world. But in her world, she's known Magic Johnson since she was a child. So she will move on from LeBron. He is not a big star in her eyes. He's just another guy. And I know it sounds crazy to people because I love LeBron James. I think he's one of the greatest athletes of all time. But to her, all she's ever known is the greatest athletes of all time. So LeBron, moving on from him, it'll not be a thing for the Lakers. Will they do it though? Because then you write next season off, essentially. You have to just write next season off. Without LeBron, you're going to have to fix everything and get rid of AD, get rid of Westbrook, because AD is overpaid, and now you know you cannot rely on him, so he's not your franchise guy. You're going to have to rebuild. And you sacrifice all those young players, uh, the Kuzmas and all these guys, for LeBron. And now LeBron, as happens everywhere, by the way, when he gets upset, when Rich Paul gets upset, this is how it happens. So let's see how that unfolds. I'm looking forward uh, to seeing how the header, that, that whole thing plays itself out. Man, oh man, that lady with her Uber this morning, hilarious. <laughs> so why is your trunk open? Oh, just for, uh, Somebody left a perfectly good shower chair wherever. So I thought I'd pick it up and put it in there. I need to go and let my poodles out. Hilarious. Hilarious. <laughs> Listen, people always insult themselves in South Africa, but... It's a lot more professional there. I feel I feel a lot more secure in a South African Uber than I do here. It's just like everyone who's driving here just happens to be doing it. It's like not their job. Also, like 2,000 trips here is a lot. You know, in South Africa, if you've got less than 10,000 trips, I'm like, uh-oh, this is a newbie. What's going on? Whole different world. But all good in Kansas City, Missouri, minus 15 degrees but the podcast matches on, marches on. All right, let's quickly um, get into it then. Uh, Antonio Conte, interesting situa- uh, situation because it's getting tense now. We're what, six months into it? I've told the story before um, and Tottenham and Antonio Conte at a crossroads. Uh, I've told the story quite a bit before, but I'll never forget my father driving me to a football game. We lost. Uh, got in the car and he asked me, we were driving, and he asked me, hey, uh, how do you feel? And I was like, eh, you know. So my dad pulled the car over, and he said, whoa, 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 I'm busy. Like, if you don't care, 
Why should I care? I'm not driving you here for you to be eh. Like it should hurt that you lost. And I've, I've kind of operated like that my whole life because my dad was just that kind of influence in my life and I'm, I'm super grateful to have had him in my life um, and be that way. But I'll never forget that that teaching moment. It's like, if if I don't care, why should my dad care? And listen, we, we live in a different time. Parents can raise their kids however they want to. I'm just telling you what worked for me and what I believe in. All right? So my dad's like, if you don't care, why should I? I'm busy. I don't have to drive you here. Like, you got to care. you got to care that you lost. It matters. It matters. And my, ta- my dad does not like time wasters, and I appreciate that. My point is this. Listen, relationships are all about expectation management, right? When my dad asked me, how do I feel? We're in a relationship, and I have to manage my own expectations versus his. His expectations are not to always win, but you better feel it when you lose. All relationships are is expectation management. It's why, what? listen, you go to therapy. I've never been to therapy. Well, I've got a psychiatrist for a mother, so maybe my whole life has been therapy. But they'll tell you everything's about communication. And all communication is manage someone else's expectations. And where we all trip up and fall is we overpromise, underdeliver because we wanted to please somebody else and we weren't honest. That's what it is. That's all relationships are. I mean, it's easy. It sounds easy. It is way, way harder in real life. We know this. There's egos. There's insecurity. There's, you know, thinking of other people. Whereas if we're all just honest, our, our relationship would be so much better. But it's not how life works. We have different personalities, right? And I hear this a lot in our, in our cool Instagram world. Opposites attract. And I, I, I roll my eyes. I just go, oh, my God. No, they don't. No, they don't. But people have – I don't know where that came from. I feel like it's, it's a bunch of chakra people that gathered somewhere in a cult and they were just doing yoga and somebody like 2,000 years ago said that nonsense. Opposites attract. I'm like, that is such nonsense. And perhaps it is romantic or exotic up front. But what is the old saying? Opposites attract, similarities bind us. Because attraction can be, you know, a year, a year, a month, six months. Opposites attract, similarities bind us. Opposites attract is cool if it's a Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan film where they say cut every time something goes wrong. But in real life, we know what keeps us together. Similarities. Do we have the same value for family? What do you think of time? How do you manage your money? Does family mean anything to you? If we're not aligned on those things, the the opposites attract nonsense, the airy-fairy stuff, that's gone in about two, three months. Because when you when you now start to live with somebody, they're just somebody else who's selfish, who leaves socks on the floor. The Hollywood stuff that no that that's gone, right? You're at home, just making cheese sandwiches now. That's real life, right? Fixing a painting, you know, fixing a latch, the door, the nail behind the cupboard. That's what real life is. Ninety nine percent of the time. The Hollywood stuff is 1% of the time. Opposites attract is 1% of the time. The rest of a relationship is the similarities which we have to work towards together. Otherwise, it's a mess. Real life is not a Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan film. And I think Tottenham and um, Antonio Conte are finding this out. Opposites attract, similarities bind us. The reason Antonio Conte said what he said yesterday was exactly what my father said to me. He's furious at losing. Tottenham's mentality is, ah, we'll get the next one. Don't worry about it. Get the next one. We'll get the next one. Antonio Conte is driven. He's aggressive. He's a winner. He's always been a leader wherever he's been. But his style of life is quite short term because 
aggressive people wear people out. You can win. It won't last forever. Daniel Levy and Tottenham are set up, though, the, for the opposite of Antonio Conte. Conservative, measured, and long-term. Conte's a winner. He's aggressive. He's short-term. I want to win. I want to win now. Tottenham go, we're still building a blueprint. We just got a new stadium. Our lead striker doesn't want to be here. We're conservative. We're measured. We're long-term. Now, on paper, to somebody with tight yoga pants and a chakra saying tattoo to the bottom of their back, of course that's a beautiful marriage. They're opposite. It'll be magic. Nonsense. Opposites attract. Similarities bind us. Spurs and Conte, number one, do not belong together. I've always said this. A nine should not date a six. Because that gap in quality, and that goes for looks and personality and discipline and all of the human traits that you need to be a nine. There are very few nines in the world. And if they exist, largely they're taken. No one's perfect. But if you're a six and you're with a nine, and trust me, I've been with two nines in my life. I was a six, created tension, not so much with the second girlfriend. I was a little bit of a, I'd grown up a little bit by then, but with the first girlfriend, she was a nine. I was a six, created tension, because that gap is natural tension. If you're a lady and you're thinking family and you're thinking maybe a bond and you're thinking schooling, we should start saving for that, and your husband or your partner or your boyfriend is thinking about the next yacht trip with the boys for drinking and gambling. That's not what you need. But you love that up front. Oppos- hey, opposites attract. You're the conservative one. He's the wild party boy. I'll tame him. That, that, that's fun for about a year. Until you want to have kids, right? And you want to plan a ski holiday. Or you want to plan a holiday with, your, with families overseas. Yeah, he spent the money on gambling uh, on a boat with the boys. Opposites attract. Similarities keep us together. Of course Spurs and Conte are going to have tension. Conte's a nine. Spurs are a six. Listen, here's what people didn't get from up front. Antonio Conte finds, just like Alex Ferguson, finds losing unbearable. Tottenham do not. How do I know that? Because it didn't work with Jose Mourinho. And Mourinho and Conte are the same guy. This idea that will replace the one aggressive, unrelenting figure with another one, and you know what? He's a little bit younger, so it'll be different, is the biggest load of insanity in the world. Because, folks, I've had to accept something over the last couple of years. You are who you are. People don't change. People don't change. Tottenham think they could have changed from Mourinho to Conte? Are you kidding me? In fact, when if you look at the last 18 months, the most comfortable time for Spurs was with Ryan Mason. He doesn't have expectations, toes the line, and that's perfect for conservative. Doesn't ruffle feathers, doesn't shout at your mom if she's ugly to you. We all know this partner, right? They'll do what we want. Doesn't rock the boat. Ryan Mason was perfect. Jose Mourinho was not expectations, I want to win now, give me resources. And also, I want to do it my way. I know how to win. Tottenham go, oh, that's uncomfortable because we're going to have to grow. We don't really like that. We don't really like that because Harry Kane has to be king. Jose Mourinho said, I don't care about Harry Kane. I'll move on from him. Tottenham said, oh, no. Mm -mm." You even saw it with the negotiation. And, And Daniel Levy's a master negotiator. But it comes to a point where you had to let Harry Kane go. Because real alphas, Chelsea, Real Madrid, Barcelona at a stage, they will move on from Samuel Eto. They'll move on from Didier Drogba. They'll move on from Shevchenko. They will move on and keep on winning. People said when Drogba and Balak and that era left, people said it's over for Chelsea. Oh, really? Oh, is it really? People said, oh, the Morata thing, it's such a disaster. A couple of years later, Chelsea have just won the Champions League with a bunch of kids. People with confidence learn to move on. Tottenham have no confidence. Antonio Conte knows that, and it is on full display. 
Opposites attract similarities. Keep us together. Listen, the reality is Conte came for the money. And Spurs were desperate. I said this before. Never get in a relationship when you're desperate. Get in a relationship because you want to and you're in the same place with the other person in life. The, the younger you are, great. It's okay if Burnley are desperate, if Southampton are desperate. If you're Tottenham, why are you desperate? But this seems to be the way Chiellini said it. It is the Tottenham way. Folks, if Jose Mourinho didn't work, who on earth, be honest with me, take a second to think to yourself, are they not the same guy? Conte and Mourinho are exactly the same guy, separated by, what, 15 years? So stop acting shocked that Antonio Conte is super frustrated. They didn't invest in January, getting two, really two failures from Juventus. That's not improving Tottenham. They already have uh, Bentecourt and uh, Kulisevsky, right? They already have that quality within Tottenham. Just because they're Juventus guys makes Antonio Conte feel a little more comfortable. But please, don't, ex- don't make the mistake of thinking activity is progress. A lot of people do this in life. Don't you know these people who, who act busy? I call it the hamster effect. They act busy. And it, and it feels nice to be busy. But you're not progressing. That's Tottenham. That's what they did. It's the hamster effect. Opposites attract. Similarities stay together. The Conte-Tottenham thing was a disaster from the beginning because people are who they are. And football clubs are living, breathing things, by the way. If Daniel Levy couldn't live with Jose Mourinho, if anything, Antonio Conte still has the fire. He's a fiery Mourinho. He's Mourinho when he called himself the special one. Greatest killer in life is expectation. Folks, I grew up in sport, playing. And I can say this about myself. The one great thing I had over most people, I've, I've always been two, two star talent out of five. I'd say two out of five. But expectation has never crushed me because I've had expectation my whole life from my parents and my dad was unforgiving. There is zero wiggle room with my father since I was six years old, especially on the sports field. So I've dealt with expectation my whole life and I've, I love it. But I know 99.9% of the world expectation is a killer. Tottenham are suffering. When you got Mourinho, when you got Conte, what happened? It crushed the club. It crushed the club. So the real, the real thing is this. Opposites don't attract. It's cute. It's romantic. Tom Hanks, Meg Ryan. But in real life, you want to find somebody with the same core traits. I know it sounds boring because it's not very Hollywood. But what do they think about money? What do they think of family? Do they have a good relationship with their mom and dad if that's important to you? It's not important to some people. It is to me. But the, I, the, like that's what I look for in people. Does family matter to you? Right? I, I, I don't like people who smoke. I don't smoke. I don't like it. It's a huge turn off. I don't like people who drink excessively. I don't drink. So I look for people like that. Are you, are you in a health lifestyle? Those are the kinds of people I look for. I know it's boring. But those are the people who stay together. We, we all have different idiosyncrasies as people, right? But the core traits have to be the same. You have to value the same things. And I don't think Tottenham and, and Antonio Conte value the same things. Tottenham are happy to be in the mix. Antonio Conte wants to win it is a disaster. Nines should not date sixes. It's as simple as that. I always say this to people. Date in your class. Unless you're looking for tension. And folks, all of us can make ourselves a nine. Because after the age of about 30 years old, yes, looks and things are important, blah, blah, blah. But eventually, what do we want? Reliable. And it's reliable sounds like it's easy. It's one of the hardest things in the world to be. Being emotionally reliable is really, really hard. It's really, really hard. And I'm learning this as I grow up. I'm like, oh, wow. People are so emotionally unstable. That's what keeps people together. Can you be a grown-up? And I, th- I don't think Tottenham are ready for the expectations of being a grown-up. Antonio Conte imposes expectations. Jose Mourinho, expectations. And expectations for 99.9% of us are a killer. And Tottenham are suffering that now. So, I'd love to know what people think. If you're a Spurs fan, 
Are you shocked by this? Did you think the Conte thing would work? I mean, even the way it happened. You know what I mean? You ever seen those situations where a friend is dating a girl and then they break up and before you know it, she's dating his best friend? Like that whole situation. It didn't feel like that. Like out of Mourinho into Conte. Okay, we didn't think this would happen. Uh, he's already turned us down, by the way. I'm not big into chasing people who turn you down because desperate never works out. Someone's always work, uh, walking on eggshells. It's a mess of a situation. Unless if you're Spurs, you absorb this and you endure the pain of growth. Because growth is hard. And I'll tell you where the growth has to come. Daniel Levy has to let go of the reins a little bit. And you let Conte take over the personnel side. I'm not sure Daniel Levy will like that. I'm not sure Daniel Levy will like that. And I'm not sure what's going to happen. Again, we are who we are. Daniel Levy has always been a control freak. I don't want anybody thinking he's going to change now. He's one of the richest men in the world. It's got him to where he is. Listen, men don't change at the best of times. Rich men never change. Do you know how hard it is for billionaires to admit they've made a mistake? You would have to be another billionaire, basically. Or his mom. I don't know where Daniel Levy's mom is. There are only two people who could tell Daniel Levy. Lord Sugar, who was his mentor, and whoever else is a billionaire. Otherwise, Daniel Levy is not changing. Not for you, not for the fans. He doesn't care what they're chanting. He's one of the richest men in the world. And he will not admit he made a mistake, and he will continue down this road. And you know how he'll, how I know he'll do that? I've watched him go from Mourinho to Conte and expecting a different result. What did Einstein say about doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result? And I love Daniel Levy, but boy, oh boy. If you're a Spurs fan, love to know. The MKT show or MKT inspires on the socials. Right, move. What do you do? Do you move Conte now? Do you let him stay? You fight for the top four? Is it too late in the season? At what stage do you admit, okay, we're not going to make top four, and you move on and you allow somebody to have five or six games to have a look at what's in-house so that you're not in the same situation as, as last season? Because you want to move people. Literally, when the window starts, you've got to move people. You've got to say, get out of here. We Next season, we've got to have a proper crack at the top four. Because what you don't want, if you're Spurs, right, is Man United recovering next season, and then you're 10 points behind again. You want to capitalize while Man United are, are crippled and struggling and they'll probably lose Ronaldo at the end of the season. You want, you, you want to be the guys to capitalize and you have to capitalize in life. And if, I, I think if Spurs don't make that decision now, and if you go Conte, you have to, you have to, have to give him the personnel decisions. Otherwise, by January, he quits. Love to know what you think. The MKT show or at MKT inspires on social media. What should Spurs do? And I'd love to know, are you surprised at how it's gone? Because I am not. I am not. I saw this coming when they fired Mourinho. I said, ah, you know, the problem is Mourinho has expectations. Levy doesn't like that, right? Is This is what you've got, conservative, long-term, and we're happy to be in the mix. Mourinho said, oh, no, no. This ain't it. I'm in a League Cup Finals. It means nothing to me. I'm still going to put pressure on you. Daniel Levy said, I'm a billionaire. Get out of here. That's tough. Listen, sport and life, are, it's tough. People always say it's a microcosm of real life, right? When people put expectations on you, then we see who you truly are. And it's hard. It's hard, man. <laughs> it's, it's, it's hard. And I'm, I'm really, really lucky. Nobody's parents are perfect. But my father adjusted me to expectations really, really early on. And I'm grateful forever for that. The MKT show or MKT inspires. What should Tottenham do? What should Daniel Levy do? Should he be risking more? Should he let Harry Kane go? What should he do? Interesting scenario there. Tell you about another interesting scenario, right? A guy called um, Usman Dembele and Barcelona. You know what? Before I get into this, um, I almost feel like they deserve each other. With everything that's coming out about um, Barcelona, don't you feel like they deserve each other? Like, I know certain people that are just 
terrible humans and they get together and it's just a terrible situation, I'm not Mr. Nicey Nicey. Ooh, I wish it would work out for them. I'm, I'm the guy who will go, oh, they deserve each other. If you're a terrible human, you deserve another terrible human. Excellent. I love it. I love it when things go horrendously for horrible people. And I'm not scared to say it. Because, listen, good things happen, right? Or bad things happen to good people all the time. So I'm not romantic about life. Like, if you're a terrible human and you get with another terrible human, and I think we objectively all know what a terrible human is. Like, the, I know we, it's every now, now everyone wants to say yes, but everyone, if you give them a chance to listen to their story, everyone's good. No, they're not. They're, they're, there are some bums in the world. And you can't say it. I've said it. You don't have to say it because your real life is that you've got to deal with people. My life is talking into a microphone, whatever, you know. But there are terrible people, right? But when there's two terrible people and they, their lives are terrible, I'm like, oh, I'm so happy about that. You deserve each other. You're a bunch of bums and your life's bum, bum city, right? And nobody wants to hang out with you and you're awful. Excellent. This is excellent. You're, you horrible cretins. You should, you should be drowning in your sewer together. Not actually dying. It's metaphorical drowning, you know, in the sewer, in the brown stuff together. If you're going to be awful to people and make people feel awful and now you're together, it's awful squared. You should be awful cubed. You know what I'm saying? Awful cubed. I like it. I'll be honest. I'm not sit on the fence guy about anything in life. I will have an opinion and I'm talking about my personal life. There are lots of terrible people that I know. And I'm all for terrible stuff happening to terrible people. And, And if I'm a terrible person, by the way, I'm all for terrible stuff happening to me. If you're going to be terrible, live with the consequences. And the reason I say this is that Usman Dembele and Barcelona deserve each other. With everything that's coming out about um, Dembele, at, uh, there's stuff coming out from Dortmund now. Um, there's stuff coming out about Dembele from Dortmund. And now they've brought in Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang, and we've seen what's come out about him from Arsenal and Dortmund. They deserve each other. They really do deserve each other. And the reason I say he's terrible is that, look, being a nice guy or a nice girl is not enough in life. That's not enough. Yes, that's cute on a poster card or an Instagram post uh, for an NGO or whatever. Being nice is not enough. Not at the elite level. Dembele might be a nice guy. But football character... So I don't know what he's like off the field, but I mean, always late. The the guy was playing PlayStation instead of being at, at uh, rehab once. So it kind of tells me enough. And that, that story has been verified. I'm not just making that up. You can go and look it up. And it's now coming out that he was always late at Dortmund. And they had big problems with him, which is why they could not believe it when Barcelona came with 110 million pounds. And, and took him off their hands. Dortmund couldn't wait to get him out of there. Same with Aubameyang. And now they are both there. My word. But I quickly want to tell you a story that I've learned about myself, right? Is that the reason in life I've gotten in trouble 99.9% of the time is ego. Ego. And my ego has led me to not only make bad decisions... But you know what my ego has led me to do is justify making those bad decisions. And then not only justify making those bad decisions, I also justify sticking with that opinion, by the way. I've done this. I've lived it. I'm trying to do it less and less. I still do it. Ego's a killer. Men and women have egos, by the way. It's not just men. Men and women. They manifest themselves differently because of our genetic makeup. But the reason I've been in trouble mostly in my life, not all my life, sometimes it was just because I was a terrible human, and that's not ego, that's just a lack of character. But the reason I get in trouble largely is when I make a bad decision, but not only do I make a bad decision, I then go and justify the bad decision, and even worse, right, (laughs) I go and back it up. I go with it, I stick with the justification. It's all ego. Listen, the great Warren Buffett said, mistakes are okay. We're all going to make mistakes. What you have to avoid is disasters. 
what you have to avoid is too many disasters in life. Because disasters will cripple you, right? Whether you're a business person, husband, wife, we all have problems. We all have, we, we, we suffer great losses, right? Emotional trauma is a real, is a reality for all of us. We lose mothers, fathers, uh, brothers and sisters every single day on planet Earth. We all have problems, right? We all have setbacks. Our business, we've just come, we're in a pandemic. We haven't come out of it yet, right? We all have problems. So mistakes are not the problem. You, you've got to avoid the disasters. Because when you have too many disasters, that'll, that'll do you in. That'll do for you, as they say in America. Right? Barcelona did this. They had Coutinho and Dembele. They took the Neymar money and spent it on those two. At the same time, they had both of those at the same time. You can't have that. Can't do that. Right? You can't have the girlfriend who's got uh, insecurity and she's a heroin addict. You could probably get away with one of those. One of those, maybe you get away with. Heroin addict with confidence, you could probably get away with. You can't have insecure and heroin addict. Not a good combo. Not a good one to date. Ideally, don't date a heroin addict. But, hey, world's not perfect. The market is thin at the moment. It is It is slim pickings. All the good ones are taken. But Barcelona had Coutinho and Dembele at the same time. And I'll tell you why they don't want to get rid of Dembele. Because Xavi's now cozying up to him. You know why? It's ego. They've justified picking him, right? And they believe they are the ones to change him. Ladies, you'll probably identify more than men with this one. Every girl thinks, oh, that bad boy, they, she, he's, he's fixable and I'm the one to fix him. I'm sure there's ladies listening to that who have a story about the bad boy who they thought they could fix. 18 months into it, he's still getting drunk on Sunday nights with the boys. Which I'm not judging, by the way. If that's your lifestyle and you, you, you're not in a relationship, you go do your thing, brother. It's not for me anymore. Uh, I'm 35. I can't be seen around, hanging around with those types of guys. But ladies, we, you've all been there. And I mean, there's girls who do this, but largely the dudes, dudes nights out. Sunday night, guys still getting hammered. And you're three years into the relationship and you've got a bond. You know what I mean? It's an ego thing. It's an ego thing. Because you want to justify it. And you want to say to yourself, if you're Barcelona, Dembele will come right eventually. You made a mistake. Move on. But egos don't allow us to do this. Because we want to be right so much. And even worse than wanting to be right. A mentor of mine has a great saying for this. She says, stop worrying about being right. Get it right. Being right is what people see. Winning the public argument. Looking right. And then you get down to the numbers, the ones and zeros. Have you actually got it right? Because you can measure most decisions in life. Most, not all. There are very few intangibles in life. But most ideas and concepts and even in relationships... You can actually boil it down to ones and zeros. Stop worrying about being right, she always says to me, and get it right. Barcelona are too scared to move on. Because it looks bad. It's such a dude thing. Ladies, you may not be able to identify. But people won't break up with somebody just because it looks bad. They won't move on from a job just because it looks bad. They won't uh, sell their car, which they can't afford, because it looks bad. I know this. I'm a guy. I've done this. I know how men think. And Barcelona are trapped in that now. They've done well to move on from Coutinho. You should have done that with Dembele two years ago. But this is men. Powerful men don't like to admit they're wrong. And people might just think, okay, this is a cool hot take. But folks, 110 million pounds they spent on this guy. Five seasons, 130 appearances, most of those off the bench. So that's 26 games per season. And you're never really getting a fully firing Dembele because he's always coming back from an injury. 110 million pounds for the last five seasons. I get 132 appearances, give or take 26 games a season. Mostly off the bench, which means I'm not getting full production for a 110 million pound investment at 300,000 pounds a week. 
Folks, the worst thing about mistakes, it's not making the mistake. It's when your ego justifies the mistake. I've done it so many times. I'll give you a second. I'm sure you've done this. You've probably, you, you made a decision this morning where you've justified his or her terrible behavior. And you go, what will my mom say? What will people say? And that's your reason for staying around, staying in a rubbish job, right? Where you're not developing, where they're not paying you what you could get elsewhere. It's an ego thing because you hate being wrong. You made a mistake. You shouldn't have signed that new contract at work. You extended, but you hate your boss and you know your boss has it in for you. You know the head of HR hates you, but you decided to stay anyway because what will my mom say if I move jobs for the third time in three years? What will people say if I break up with her, even though they said she's a little, you know, a bit of a drunkard? What will people say if I break up with my husband because he's never home? What will people say? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what people say. What's true? And let me tell you this. The reason Barcelona should move on from Dembele is quite simple. A mentor of mine always tells me this. She's not interested in skills. She's not interested in attitude, all of this nonsense. The core thing she always looks for when doing references is that person always sick at work. What is their attendance record? Because availability is the greatest ability. Tempel is never available. Coutinho was never available. Learn to move on in life. If somebody's not available, they are useless. If your husband is rich and powerful, but is never there for your three-year-old when you're sick, what use is he to you? If somebody is not available, they are useless. The greatest ability in life is being available. Availability is the greatest ability. Dembele is never available. You're not really moving on from anything but a bad decision. And as we've seen, Barcelona have monopoly money. I do not know where they're getting the money for Ferran Torres. Folks, I'll tell you this. Finish off on this one. The corporate world has a language. It's called compensation. Whatever they pay you, they expect that much from you. They won't tell you this, but it's true. You ever felt it? You get a promotion at work. You get that 10, 15, 20% raise. And the boss starts to hang around your office a little more often. Emails start piling up. You know why? The more we pay you, the more we expect from you. The expectation has crushed Dembele because he's never available. So that's useless to Barcelona, right? But also he's got a bit of an attitude problem. So what is the what is in it for Barcelona? Money's a language. I've always said money is portable power. Once they hand it to you, they expect all of it from you. Barcelona don't just hand out money. They expected him to be a hundred and ten million pound investment. He has been just he could have been a I don't know, an Arsenal player. <laughs> could have been a Burnley guy. Never available. 132 appearances in five seasons. Nowhere near enough for £110 million. And Xavi Hernandez needs to have a culture reset at Barcelona. Will he do it? Probably not. You know why? Because he's got an ego. He wants to be the guy that fixes an investment for Barcelona. And it's why Barcelona are where they are. They've justified madness over the last three years. Absolute madness. Folks, wherever you are, listen, maybe I'm mad, but I'm just giving you the reality of my life. The one thing I know is this. Mistakes are fine. We make them every day. It's the disasters that'll kill you. But even worse than that is justifying the disaster because that's all ego. If your, if your boyfriend has been a drunkard for the last three years He's not changing, and your sister's right. Move on. <laughs> Move on. We're all in these situations. As you sit in your car or wherever you're listening today, you know what I'm talking about. We've all made ego justifications that have cost us big time in the long term. And like the same mentor I was telling, uh, telling you about, she said, never burn your present to destroy your future. Never, ever, ever burn the present for your future. 
don't burn the present for your future. Don't do it. She, she says, do not do it. It'll always catch up with you. What are Barcelona doing? Get rid of this guy. He's not a culture setter. He's never available. And quite frankly, is he that good? He had one decent season at Dortmund. 110 million pounds. If you support Barcelona, love to know what you think. Love to know what you think. It's been madness since the beginning. PlayStation Gate, Coutinho at the same time, De Jong. It's been, it's, it's just been madness. But a culture reset is necessary. And if you are Dembele, you are the luckiest human being in the world. What is he still doing in Barcelona? It is unreal. Ego. It's a killer, folks. Hey, trust me, I have one. I'm trying to get a leash on it. I'm 35. I can't make ego decisions anymore. Ego decisions at 24, not bad. 30, eek. 35, ugh. No guy or girl wants to be with somebody with an ego, which they can't control. 35, ugh. Time to be a grown-up, you know what I mean? Barcelona need to grow up. Dembele is bad. Dembele is bad for everyone. He can't live with the expectation and he's never available. Why is he at Barcelona? Barcelona moved on from Samuel Eto. They can certainly move on from Usman Dembele. Wherever you may be today, I hope you're having the time of your lives. I'm in Kansas City, Missouri, where a lady had a, a shower seat in her, in her trunk, as they say here in America. She had a shower seat. Uh, we said, hey, your trunk's open. She said, yeah, I know. I picked up a, a shower seat off the side of the road or whatever. I'm like, oh, my goodness. Okay. She let her poodles out. I said, good for you, Janet. I think her name was Janet. Can't remember. Not Janet Jackson, by the way. She showed a nipple at the Super Bowl with Justin Timberlake. Different Janet. Completely different Janet. Not Jackson. Good singer, by the way. Good dancer. Good dancer. She was into young guys, huh? Janet Jackson. Good for her. Good for her. Imagine having Michael Jackson as your brother. Anyway, I'm not going to get into that. This is a sports show. This is a sport. She's probably always known that he was weird, huh? She probably... Like her friends would come over. Oh, your brother's kind of cute. And she's like, no, no, you, you don't want that. You don't want that. Whatever her friends' names would be. She's, she was like, no, no, no. Nah, no, you're not going out with my brother. Why? You a hater? She's like, no, trust me, girl. That that ain't gonna work. I don't know where she's from. I imagine that's her accent, though. A little bit racist, maybe. Black on black racism. You hate to see it. You know what I mean? I shouldn't be racist to Janet Jackson. She's one of the greatest performers of all time. And her brother was weird. Weird. She, pro- she probably knew, huh? Do you think she... Do you think they hung out like at school? How, how, how much older is Janet than Michael? Probably not, huh? He was probably just dancing with a white glove on all the time. And her, her friends are like, oh, he's kind of cute. She's like, mm-mm. You don't want none of that. <laughs> yeah, well, that's racist. What, what I did there is racist. Yeah, 100%. Not every black person says, mm-mm. You want none of that. <laughs> no, that, not all black Americans would say that. So that's, that's racist. And, this is not a racist show. I don't. I'm, I'm basically, I'm basically Oprah Winfrey. I don't see race. You know what I mean? I'm just, I'm just living my life being perfect. Absolutely not. By the way, I made a lot of mistakes here. Um, it is snowing outside. We're inside with central heating. It's still cold in here. It's, it's still brrr in here. But it's awesome. Kansas City, Missouri. Um, hey, Rock Chalk Jayhawk. By the way, uh, I'm looking forward to being here. Hopefully. As the Kansas City Jayhawks go through um, the Big 12 tournament and then they will go into the uh, March Madness where they are. They've got the conference number one uh, ranking. So I'm looking forward to seeing how all of that shakes out. Wherever you may be on planet Earth, have the greatest day of your life. If it's at night, have the greatest night of your life. I mean, I can't account for everybody. We're in America, which is nine hours, um, seven hours, eight hours um separated from my timeline at home, which is South Africa. Africa. And by the way, if you're American, you're listening to this. Africa, unlike America, is a continent and not a country. Whereas America is a continent and a country. South Africa is actually a country on its own. And a lot of people don't know that. I've, I've picked that up. You go, South Africa, yes. And they're like, oh, is that near 
And I say, no, it's not. That's a ridiculous thing you've just said. But, you know, they're, they're, they're Americans. Why would they care about Africa? I don't know. I think they should, because it's an awesome place. But whatever. You know, dear Americans, continent, not country. Your country is a continent as well. So, slight difference, you know what I mean? Maybe Janet shouldn't have put that um, shower seat in her in her trunk while it was snowing, but that's not for me to say. She's from Kansas City, Missouri. She's got two poodles. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, wherever you may be, have the time of your lives. My name is MKT. This has been the MKT Show. But for now, I am and we are the how. Out of here. Thank you.